Okay, we're live. I want to welcome one of the nicest MCs in the game. Tables Turn is available on all platforms. One of the nicest MCs, as I said before, Beans. Beans is in the building here tonight. Sports and Hip Hop with DJ Mad Max, iHeartRadio, Live 365. Beans, how are you doing tonight? I'm great. How about you? Doing pretty well. Respect what you're doing for hip hop. I love the Poltergeist reference that you had on your newest album, too. That was tough. Thank you. I know I know you don't like scary movies, though, because you said that they give you nightmares. And actually, you were listening to a scary movie, I think, late at night, and it got into your dream. I heard that story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I can't I can't really do scary movies, but uh, that Halloween joint, that was nice. I like Michael Myers. He's probably my favorite, like, horror film, but yeah. that's about it. Classic. You can't go wrong with that. So you enjoyed Halloween Kills. You saw the newest one, or are you talking about the original? Yeah, the newest one. It was a little cheesy at the end, because, it, it, you know, the, the man just don't die. But no. <laughs> uh, besides that, it was cool. You know, it's a movie, so. Classic. You can't go wrong with that. But, I mean, Pink Drink is tough. This is why that we have to give the praise to MCs like you for keeping it real rapping with Benny the Butcher you know what's real out here and what's that real hip-hop and you're giving that and it's so rare nowadays yeah it is really rare it's like uh that's what I feel like that's you know one of the reasons why I do it it's like it's a whole lane for me you know because people don't really rap like that or they're not really into it like that they don't really know about you know once you get when, when you got Benny on it, you know, then you know it's 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 it's, it's real rap. You know, you got somebody like Dizzy, it's real rap. You know, of course, so. I know what type of time you're on for sure. With Benny, I heard how you met up with Benny. It was a pop up event, and he got everything done with you real quick with the track. How did you first hear of Benny? Was it with Tana Talk Three, the plugs I met, Burn When did you start hearing his music? I think I probably heard of him probably from the plugs I met. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, I don't really know, honestly, like I got hit to him probably like two years ago. Like when he really started, you know, getting out there is when I heard of him. I wasn't really like, uh, onto him before that, unfortunately, but yeah, he was gassed when I heard him. I was like, oh yeah, he going up. Yeah. You know, that's, that's that shit I like. He talking that shit I like. So, oh, it, it, there's so much politics in this game right now. And you're finally seeing MCs finally get their flowers after so many years because we were going through this mainstream thing. We're still going through it. You see the iTunes charts and these radio stations playing the nonsense on the airwaves, but yeah. it, it's finally starting to turn a, a, the tide here. And I think it's because people are getting so tired of just that one constant trap song. And, and you're one of those artists that you could take a trap beat and rap over it. Facts. I like to do like, you know, all types of beats. Really, yeah. I don't I don't discriminate. Like I always tell the producers always ask me what type of beats do you like? And I'm like, oh, honestly, as long as it's hard, like I don't give a fuck what it sounds like, you know, I really just need me a strong baseline. What's the baseline coming? It's like, yeah, I could, you know, I just imagine everything on huge speakers. So I'm like, I could fuck with it, you know. <laughs> so how are you feeling about the new album, Tables Term? I feel great about it. I feel like uh, everybody that's listened to it and tuned into it, you know, they love the project. And I, myself, you know, obviously I love the project and it just felt great to finally put something out there. Um, you know, something that I put a lot of work into and, it, you know, it's not as simple as just putting out a mixtape like I used to do, you know, it's like mad shit behind it. So <clears throat> this is like my first official like project project you know like we, we we worked on the production all types of shit you know like it's not just like hey here's a beat you know it's like here's a beat let's add this to the beat let's do this to the beat let's you know it, it is definitely a lot a lot more work uh than i ever put into a project so i'm just happy to have it out there you know everybody's giving me great feedback and everybody loves the project you know like 
happy to put out the joint with Eric. You know, Eric Bellinger been one of my uh, favorite R&B artists forever. Mm-hmm. So the fact that I had wrote it down on paper that I'm gonna do a feature with him. And it just, you know, it just happened like that. So I was like, thank God, you know, like I called this one. I love, I love, I love his voice. I, I do have to get into this. You just mentioned right now. You, you believe in manifestation, obviously. When did, when did, when, when did this whole start for you in which you were writing things down and things are coming true for you? Because people have been telling me to do that in order to move forward and stuff that you like, because I'm going through a, a downslide in my life right now. And people are like, you know, you should try manifesting something, write down on a piece of paper. And I'm like, is it really going to work though? Because I'm always such a pessimist. But tell me your story when you started to believe that, so, that this would work. So uh, my mom actually, my mom is real spiritual. So mm-hmm. that's where I got it from. Um, she pretty much was just like, you know, like you got to be positive. You want, you want, you want to get this from the world. You got to give this to the world. You know what I mean? So you want good shit. You got to be good. You want this to happen. You got to, you know, act like it happened, like shit like that. So I definitely learned it from my mom. Um, but yeah, just like researching, you know, taking it more serious. Like I looked, I really looked into it because I really do believe in that shit. And uh, uh, I firsthand see it happen, you know, as far as like writing stuff down, like, I don't know if, if, you know, you just write it down and like, that's how you manifest it. But like the way that I do things, I, I, I like to write everything down in general. I'm just a writer. So, you know, I always write, even if, even if I got to fucking buy an outfit, like, oh, I got to get this for my fit. I got to get this for my fit. I'm writing it all down. Like I just write everything down. I'm just a writer. So I really don't know, you know, what I really put into it, but the shit be working. So I'll just be writing everything down. <laughs> <laughs> What's your next goal that you're writing down? for yourself that you want to happen in the near future, especially with the new year coming about. And uh, it's basically two, not even two months away here, 2022. Yeah. The next thing, you know, the next thing is probably tour. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's really the uh, next big goal to go on tour and, you know, start fucking do the tables turn tours about that time. You know? <laughs> Would you love to add on this tour? As far um, as our artists go. I don't know. Honestly. Um, I really don't know. I don't even know who I'm who I'm gonna go on tour with. All I know is that you know, we just gonna we just gonna go out there and do what we gotta do. You know, whoever 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 else gets to be there, you know, I'm thankful for that. But um, yeah, I'm not really even not even a thought for real for real. I'm just trying to get myself out there. You know. Yeah, <laughs> you've uh, had yeah. some great experiences with performing though, Rolling Loud, and I think was it in Miami that you did? You did the Miami one, or you did LA? Because I know you did I, New York. You were going up to New yeah. York. Yeah, I did Miami and I did New York. You did Miami and New York. How was how were those two experiences? They were great. They were great. And then uh, you know, the energy in Miami was awesome. It was lit. It was super lit. And that was my first festival. Like that was my first performance in a long time. So <clears throat> it turned out really good. Um, and then we did New York. New York was lit. It was really cold outside, but besides that, it was cool. And then we did Day in Vegas. Day in Vegas was, you know, that shit was lit than a bitch. Uh, <laughs> and we, we did too. That was lit. That's fire. We can't yeah. forget about the cipher that you did with Joel Ortiz, in which he picked five people out of a hundred, and you were one of those five people, and you rapped in front of them. Yeah, that's really how I first started uh, doing music. To be honest with you, that's really how it, you know, how it how it got off. Because like I I would I would do poetry and things like that, but um, <clears throat> I went and did that cipher just you know just just for the fuck of it type shit. And uh, yeah, he chose me out of like, you know, it was hundred dudes out there type shit. So I was like, oh, hell yeah. Like, this is something I could do. And then after that, I started taking it serious. You know, I had a job at a, at a, a battery factory at that time. 
I was like, yo, fuck this job. I'm a rapper. Out of here, yo. And that's just really how it went. I just never, uh-huh. never got a job again. Yeah, you worked 20 jobs before pursuing this rap career and, and going somewhere with it. And I heard about you worked at a stove company. And that was your favorite job because you were actually sleeping on the job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I used to, I used to, yeah, I would come in. I'll do my job because my job was so simple. Like they, they ended up getting rid of the job because they were like, yo, you know, you come in here, you know, we could give you another position. I wasn't a bad worker, but your job does not it doesn't take out eight hours a day to do it. So, but I would go into work. I would do my job in like 15, 20 minutes in the morning. And then I would just like, write, And then, you know, the day would calm down a little bit and I'm going to sleep. I would knock the fuck out for hours and act like I'm fucking awake. I'll be like half asleep with like my hand going like this on, on, the, on the mouse, you know, just to keep shit active on my desktop. But I was, I was asleep all the time. Uh, and, and that's how you get away with it and still able to maintain those paychecks coming in. And <laughs> yeah, 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 it's it still... did. Last, you know, they got rid of me, but it's all good, though. <laughs> yeah, but you're pursuing this rap career and all these jobs that you were doing. What was something that you were telling yourself in your mind that my rap career is going to come about? Anything that I'm doing in this entertainment industry is going to come to fruition when you're going through these jobs, because jobs like that sometimes could just basically be a dream killer for some yeah. people. They can't handle that. Facts. Um, honestly, I just used to, I just always, I always felt like, you know, like even when I was younger, I'll tell my mom, Ma, I don't want to learn how to cook. Like I'm gonna have somebody cook it for me. Like I don't need to know all that, you know? Yeah. So I always just felt like, you know, it was going to be bigger than that. Like it was going to be bigger than me working at motherfucking med ed, answering niggas phone calls and then telling me that their service got cut off. You know what I mean? Like, this is not life. This is not, I mean, it's life, but it's not for me. You know what I mean? So I always knew that. I feel like I always knew that in the back of my head. Like, no matter how the shit go, like, this is not the end game, you know? Mm-hmm. You started at an early age, at the age of 11, writing poetry. And I believe that you documented some of your poetry on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. Yep. Uh, shit, I used to do, like, little, you know, I would just record myself in my room. Just me, like, I don't even know, reciting the poetry. That was really, and then I started, uh, like listening to beats and I was like, okay, I listened to If I Rule the World by Nas. That was the first beat that I like poetry raps, my poetry writings onto. And I was like, oh, this sounds cool, you know? And then I started writing to the actual beats and I was like, oh, I I can rap. I can can really do this. I didn't. (laughs) Amazing. That's such a tough beat to go on too, because that's, it's a legendary track featuring Lauren Hill off of It Was Written. Crazy. Crazy, but yep. your influences are Drake and J. Cole. Lights, please. Someone introduced you to that, and then it yeah. was in your top six. <laughs> yeah, J. Cole, you know, J. Cole, he's always gonna be in the top five, like no matter what. So, um, I remember my homegirl in, in middle school, she was like, Hey, it's this dude named J. Cole, and I'm like, Let me hear him, you know, this was like dr- around Drake and type shit. So, I'm like, Let me hear, him. let me hear him. I listened to him, I was like, Oh, he's gas. And then I freestyled over that lights, please join. I did a couple of J. Cole instrumentals. Like J. Cole's tough. The thing is he's about always, he's always oh, going yeah. He is. It, but it's so hard because when you go down their line of discographies, their albums that they make now will n- never live up to what they made in the past. Like you can listen to Drake's newest album, but when you go back to Thank Me Later, 
which is, I think is a very slept on album. I think it's a classic. Yeah. People run right to take care and even nothing was the same, but thank me later yeah. really put Drake on the map. Facts. And the thing is too, it's just like, you know, it, I feel like for people like us, we, we grew up with that shit, you yeah. know, like this certain time in our lives. So of course it's not going to be the same, you know, we just got something like a special connection to certain songs like that. So, yeah. You've been doing this for a while, though. You even had a chance to rap with Fred the Godson on your last album. I was working with him, the late great Fred the Godson. Yeah, rest in peace, Fred. He was a great dude, man. Um, I met him through, like, a mutual friend type shit. And he was like, yeah, I do. I'll do a feature for you. Like, I'll fuck with you. I'll listen to, you know, I'll listen to your shit. You dope. And uh, after, you know, after that, it was just like a genuine, genuine relationship type shit. So rest in peace, Fred. You know, he was a good dude. Bar God, you also rapped that you did a re version, but I'd say your own version of Cream too. You took the oh, beat yeah. There. yeah, that was tough. Wu Tang yeah, it, it took a little set off in the beginning, a little Cleo yeah. type, you know? yeah. We did a video for that joint too. That was a while ago, man. New found us- gold, it, yo, yeah, <laughs> yeah, on gold. I see you did, I see you did your homework. I, I fuck with that, I like that. Thank you. I appreciate that. I put a lot of effort into it. I make sure that, you know, there's a lot of, I don't want to get into the politics of it, but they put a lot of BS personalities up at these radio stations and they don't oh, do their facts. research. Facts, facts. It's true. They just be on some, you know, oh, you know, asking you basic shit. Yeah. How'd you start? But they don't know shit about you. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Just go go to my YouTube, as they'll say, just all oh, just subscribe and like it. That's all it's for the, the subscriptions and the likes when they actually don't even care about their guests that they're interviewing. Terrible. Facts. Facts. Pink drink. The scratches. Who did the scratches on this? Uh, DJ Hopper. DJ Hopper did the instrumental. He did the he did the beat. And then he also did the, uh, the scratches. We did the scratches after. But. Yeah, that shit, that shit came out dope. We just, you know, we was in the studio and uh, I had a pink drink because I always have a pink drink. That's my shit. I go to Starbucks, I get me a little pink drink and a, a birthday cake pop. And that's my snack. You know, that's like my treat every day. Like that's, I deserve that, you know? Yeah. So I was at the studio and uh, I had the pink drink sitting there and I just sweeted in the pink. He, and Hopper was like, what is that? I'm like, it's a pink drink. And it just like stuck stuck in my head. So I'm rapping. I'm like, sweeter than a pink drink from Starbucks. I was like, oh, that's the song. That's it's gotta be, you know, it's only right. Mm-hmm. You actually challenge yourself to excel, which you mentioned on the beginning of Hugh Hef. Is that when did we stop challenging ourselves to excel? And that's the the whole rap game, what it's been for years. You have these underground artists such as yourself coming up now, but you guys been hustling and grinding out for years and where is that hustle? You don't get that from mainstream artists. They just put out anything and you could put out garbage and it does a million streams. It's insane. Yeah, I agree with that. And like the one way that I like, I always feel like when I think of shit like that or like when people ask me shit like that, I really just think like, you know, shit just shit just takes time. You know, great things take time and, you know, it gets greater later type shit. Shout out to my guy, uh, Demer, he be saying that all the time. But he's always like, it gets greater later, you know, and it's just, facts that's really how I feel in real life like I'm like I don't mind doing the work or you know building this shit up because when you know when you build it you can't take it from you that's yours you know that's your shit so yeah you can't it's real hip-hop and I love that you experiment with boom bap and you bring that into the new era because this could introduce it to the younger audience if they don't even go back and listen because you're familiar with Nas rapping on if I ruled the world so you understand the essence and that's so important nowadays Facts, yeah. 
it's something that's like that's missing that's why yeah. i take so much pride in what i do you know because i'm like y'all really bring something that's not here you know yeah. nowhere no if you, if you could choose a rapper to have on your track, because I know your dream collabs, you want to work with Ty Dolla Sign, The Dream, Drake. We we mentioned all those dream collabs, but who's an a true MC that you want from the '90s on a track? '90s. Yeah. That's tough, man. That's tough, and I really don't want to give like a wrong answer right now because it's like mad people, you know, like legendary shit. So, shit. I don't even know to be honest with you. That's tough. Mm-hmm. That's tough. There's, I got too think many. About- huh? there's, there's too many. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so many. You know, yeah. I really don't know. Maybe we get back to that one. Yeah, Jada Kiss could be someone. He's he he's been bodying oh, the game, especially since his verses. When you talking about like '90s, I'm thinking of like people that you know was popping in the '90s. I'm not even thinking about people that still was popping from the '90s and still popping now. Like if you talking about Jada Kids, you talking about Styles P. You know Styles P is like one of my favorite rappers. You know what I'm saying? Like Lloyd Banks is one of my favorite rappers. Motherfucking Action Bronson. I know he's not from the '90s, but Action Bronson is one of my. You know, just like just I like I like witty. You know, wittiness. Talk talk your shit type shit. Fab. Um, Fab is like you know, legendary type shit. So all those old school rappers were witty. Facts. I think Big Pun was very witty with his raps. He talked his shit. Yeah. Capital Punishment. I I, to me, after Capital Punishment, there's very few albums that can match that lyrically. And that's in nineteen ninety eight. Just the what what he was spitting and what he the way he was rhyming. Still to this day, yeah. It's it's tough. It's tough. And I feel like that's like kind of like a something on us, you know, like we can't always compare shit, you know, or like expect the same shit or, you know, want the same shit from like newer artists, you know? Yeah. It'd be tough. It'd be tough. Cause you really do, you really do, you know, you want that feel, you want that real raw shit, but it's really not mm-hmm. something that you'll get from everybody. From listening to your music, you could tell that when you really get into the flow of your tracks, you really get in the pocket. Who were some rhyme schemes that you studied as a listener of hip hop? We know Drake and J. Cole, but who was someone that you were really studying as far as that getting in that pocket and really dominating the beat? Because that's what true MCs do. Man, I don't even know. Yo, honestly, like my top five is like, it's my top five, right? Mm-hmm. But I listen to so much. Like, I listen to so much other shit like i listen to motherfucking frank sinatra and like dean martin and like i listen to more r&b than i'm than i listen to rap you know um but as far as rappers yeah i'll probably just you know say my top five you know like joe budden was one of my greatest influences um i know that sounds funny and a lot of people be like joe budden no he's got some bars and he body drake low-key yo Joe Budden is really, really, like, really nice, you know, like, he can really rap, and I feel like, like, he was one of the, he was one of the artists that I listened to when I was, while I was growing, you know, while I was becoming an adult and, you know, getting into the music shit, and he definitely inspired me a lot. Mm-hmm. Your mom's your best friend. How does she feel about your whole rap career and seeing your success up until this point so far? And she loves it. You know, she's, she's super proud. She's like super proud. She's definitely my best friend. Uh, she had me young, so we kind of grew up together, you know? Um, but yeah, she, she, she's my biggest fan. She supports me. You know what I'm saying? She's when I got shows and shit, she's styling me, you know what I mean? Like she really helps me out in more ways than one. 
um, besides being a great mother, you know what I mean? Like in the sense of my career, she helps me out. So I'm great. I'm super grateful for her. Have she been to any of your performances? Oh, she goes to, she goes pretty much goes to all of them. Um, she was at day of Vegas. So she was really, you know, she was in the front, you know, <laughs> cameras, <laughs> people going crazy. She like recording over here, you know, but, um, yeah, she tries to make it out to all my performances. Like when I would, when I, when we lived in PA, she would drive from PA to New York with me to go do my shows in New York and then drive back with me. You know, like she was always there. That's huge. That's huge. Yeah. What's your it's top amazing. goal as far as venues get into? Cause we know you've done the rolling louds at Vegas and everything. What's your top goals for performance wise? Hey, whatever. That's anything. Uh, we say yeah whatever opportunities you know what i'm saying like i don't have no like oh it gotta be this many people or this many people i'm not getting no motherfucking i'm not feeling no type of way if it's 12 people out there you know what i mean if it's 12 or 1200 or 12,000, whatever the case is i don't know you know so that's why i say any any shows i'm on it you know what i mean <laughs> you got the bag i'm there i'm performing there. i'm spitting my shit you know <laughs> Speaking of shows, you made it to the fifth episode of Rhythm and Flow on Netflix. They reached out to you and you made the opportunity and, and people love what you were doing and your authenticity. That's what the audience is really cared for. And I think that's what it is, the breath of fresh air in this hip hop game of seeing someone that's not fake. And, you know, even though one of the judges, I do feel as though well, it, it can be fake at times. Uh, I am tough on Cardi B, but but she gave you your, your props. She did. Yeah, they all, you know, they all, they all saluted it, you know, um, I was, I was definitely, I was definitely grateful for that, uh, for that experience. That was like, you know, once, once in a lifetime type shit. Um, it was cool. You know, it was cool. I'm on Netflix, you know what I mean? And, uh, really got to display my shit and I got a huge following from that. So I was real thankful for that. Huge. What did yeah. Cardi B and Chance the Rapper, did they say anything to you off the air about your talent and your raps? To be honest with you, they didn't really, you know, they didn't really uh, talk to people off air. It was like, you know, this, I'm, I'm here to do something type shit, you know. So um, we was all there to do something. So I don't think it was like that. But, like, I had seen Chance, like, far away. He's, like, on a, on a cart or some shit. He's like, yo, B. I was like, my guy. You know, he was cool as fuck. He was cool as fuck. He was, like, kicking it with the, with the artists and shit like that. But not many of the other judges did that. So it was cool. He's a good dude. 100%. I've heard nothing positive stories about him. How was your life of growing up in Reading, Pennsylvania? Mm. Uh, it was, it was, it was cool. You know, it, it, you know, that's home. So, you know, I got my family over there and friends, you know, I went to school there, you know, literally born and raised there. Um, small city. It's not really like a big music scene. So like whatever uh, I would, whenever I would do music, when I started doing music, I would always go to New York. Um, New York is where I worked out of. So I would just drive. It was like two and a half, three hour drive from PA. So I would always just drive back and forth. You know, I had a uh, Nissan Altima at the time. That joint was ran up with the motherfucking miles because taking that joint back and forth every day, you know? Insane. It was but that's the grind though. Oh yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have traded it for nothing. You know, I used to love mm. them rods. <laughs> we used to go, we used to go. I, I worked till like 4 30 or something like that so say i had a show in new york that night i would work till 4 30 have all my shit with me get in the car go pick up some whoever i had to take with me slide from the town right get to new york do the show parlay till like whatever time we could you know 
kick it, talk, network till like three in the morning, leave from New York to get back to PA in time for me to get to work the next day, you know? And that was just, that was, that was lit to me. That was like, oh yeah, you know, I ain't sleep, but I'm good. You know, I feel good. I made some connections last night. You know, I caught some good vibes. Just working off that shit. Have you thought about collaborating with Kiera Love because she's from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and she could rap? I'm not sure. I'm not sure who who'd you say? Kiera Love. I'm not sure who that is. Yeah, I'm not. Check out check out her work. She could rap. Cardi B actually shouted her out on Instagram, and that's how she gained her following. So you have the connection oh, there already. Not only from being from Pennsylvania, but Cardi B giving helping you out in a way. Yeah, nice. There's a lot of, yo, there's a lot of people from PA. Like, we got Philly, you know, we got Harrisburg, we got Pittsburgh, you know, we got Mac, we got Wiz, you know, we got Beans, we got Will yeah. Smith, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Beanie Siegel, like, Beanie Siegel. like, it's so many, like, legendary people that came out of PA, so, yeah. fuck with them. Yeah, New York and LA usually get all the spotlight right now Atlanta's just taken over which being from New York I'm not happy about because I love the New York hip-hop scene and there's so many great lyricists out there but Atlanta's taken over and it is what it is New York hasn't been making noise in a minute it kind of broke up a little bit what did you say in between New York New York hasn't been making noise in a minute no they haven't been especially for the real hip hop heads and they really haven't. I think Griselda is nice. I think Dave East should really be making more noise out here, but these radio stations, they do whatever they're told to play pretty much. These DJs, the payola clubs. I see Dave East everywhere else. I seen Dave East in Atlanta. I seen Dave East in New York. I mean, uh, oh yeah, it was rolling loud New York. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's not like a huge scene like it used to be. Like I remember like really going out there and getting work work done. You know what I mean? Like I feel like now it's like, you know, you still get work done, but it's not half as much as you used to. It's no. crazy. It, it's that's insane. where that shit originated. From, you know? Yeah. You're right. That's where hip hop yeah. started. The Bronx, the lyrics started all from the Bronx. And you have the drill scene taking over. And Troy Ave even mentioned it on Restore the Feeling on his on his White Christmas three album. If if that drill isn't from Chirac, the drill doesn't count. Because that's where that's where it originated from there in the UK. But, you know, it's taken over here. It's a new sound. I get it. Shout out to what they do. It's their movement. But if you know New York, it's the bars. And for some reason, New York just can't have its identity anymore as far as the radio markets go. Unless you're serious XM, then you can you can hear what the real is. But it's nuts. I think it's, I think I feel like after like, like that COVID shit, like when COVID happened, that shit like, you know, kind of like people when he, like even going to New York is like it's totally different now, you know. You need this, you need this. You can't get in if you don't got this. Like, oh, fuck all y'all, bro. Fuck y'all in this restaurant. Like, yeah. <laughs> fuck. Well, you, you were able to maintain with yourself during COVID nineteen. We're still going through it, but as far as the quarantine goes, with making music and creating your own artwork, you were painting it. Yeah, I was painting. This is a painting right here. Um, actually, my brother, my brother started that. I'm gonna grab it so I can show you. Oh wow! My brother started it. Or I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just flip this joint. Can I flip it? Yeah, right, I think you can. Go. My brother started it. I just finished that joint. But you know, I just be messing around with it. I just be doing, you know. But um, that's tough. Yeah, I started doing the painting. You know, I just was like, like fuck it. Like I'm a creative anyway. 
So doing a painting and I was just really just right time and you know care. Have you thought about going to any art shows with your paintings? Because this is an avenue you could also explore because you're talented at that. I know it's true. I thought about it, you know, because I be seeing motherfuckers putting motherfucking paintings on eBay and getting five racks for it. I'm like, that's some bullshit. That painting, you got five K, you know. So I be thinking about it, but it's not really something that I'm like, you know, really think about like that. Mm-hmm. Plus, since like quarantine, since quarantine was over, like I, you know, I started, I stopped painting like that. I'm just like, yo, I'm back outside, you know, I'm back to work type shit. So. Yeah keeping things going but i do got some cool shit i might put them up you know since you said that yeah (laughs) you got it you have to do it you have to do it but your other interests are some movies i know you're in the gangster movies goodfellas belly bronx tale you like jim carrey movies adam sandler love jim love adam sandler those are my favorite those are probably my favorite white actors um they're hilarious you know um but I don't really, I don't really get into movies like that. I've been watching TV shows lately, like Snowfall is my shit. You, um, I know you watch. What's the you. one? I, oh no, yeah, you, you was, you was funny. I mean, it's creepy, but it's cool. Um, Narcos, I just finished that. Narcos Mexico, that shit was really. If you haven't watched that, you should. I, I gotta check that out. I haven't. I rarely have time for TV shows, but I knew that you were also tapped into the Wu Tang show, especially when Dave was on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wu Tang show is great. It's a great show. I fuck with that. You should watch that too. It's yeah, really I gotta, I gotta tap into that, especially when Dave was on the show. I, he, he was just getting on to the show because I talked about his acting career and Dave is. I think you should two should collab a hundred percent if that were ever yeah. come about. A lot. Yeah, for sure. A lot of people have, uh, you know, they said me and Dave East will make some cool shit. Me and Dave East, me and Young M, Young Ma. Um, she can rap. May is tight. Yeah. She's fire. She be talking her shit. She don't sound like a bitch. You know, she sounds like a dude. That's what's the coolest shit about it. So fuck with her. hundred percent. But Beans, is there anything else that you want to promote here? Any upcoming performances? Anything? I know you have a ton of visuals for the newest album, Tables Turn, because that's something that you do. You release yeah. visuals like crazy. And it's it's great to see you paint pictures with your words. Yeah, we dropped some we dropped some uh videos off the project already. We got some videos on the way, so make sure you tune into that. And just listen to the album. You know, the album went crazy. So that's all I really want to push. The album table's turning out right now. Tune in. Tough, tough, tough. It, it, are, I know we know how fast the music climate is right now, but are you putting together any thoughts for an upcoming project or even a single? Anything? Because we know how fast these things go. 100%. You know, we already on to the next one, so. As soon as you know, as soon as we uh get that together, we dropping that too. So I don't know when that's gonna be. Like I'm literally just starting it, but um yeah, you know, as soon as we finish that one, it was just like, all right, let's get on to the next one. So I'm excited about it. I'm excited. You know, every project that was just gonna be better than the last. So I'm excited to hear the next one. <laughs> you no know? tables turn, bridges burn, you live and learn with the ink. I yep. can murder words to my earth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is that where you got the title from, or is this because that that's no. a famous Drake line? No, no, no. Okay. I didn't get it from him. But that that I didn't I didn't even think about that. But that was fire. You know, that was cool. I I, I didn't I didn't put those two together. But 
we just got the, we got the name because uh we was just in the studio you know me and eric uh and came up with that joint and uh, it was called tables turn and it was like oh it's only right it's only right yeah <laughs> and it works it works yeah. beans i want to thank you for coming on the show if there's anything else you have to promote anything i, I think you pretty much said all there was as far as upcoming videos and everything you we, we see you out here yeah you know, staying busy, man. That's that's my thing. That's my new thing. I'm just staying busy, working on to what's next, you know, going with the flow, going with the flow of things because shit is flowing, you know. You just got to, sometimes it's not cool to fight against the current. Sometimes you just got to go with it, you know. Let shit fall into place type shit, so. 100%. And you're doing it. Keep going. I salute you and what you're doing. I, I can't wait to see all the things that are coming forth in your future here, especially when you manifest these things, because it it's worked this far, it's going to continue to work. And we're going to see the billboards. That's what we're really going to see the billboards. No, we stepping, we stepping, man, stepping stones. It's like, you know, every time, every time we do something, it's bigger than the last. So long as that keeps up, you know, billboards is in no time. And you gotta, you gotta, you gotta try that. You gotta try that. Write your shit down. You know, you don't even gotta manifest shit. Just like write shit down. You keep your thoughts in order. Yeah, I, I definitely have to do that. Thank you for that advice because I actually talked to someone that, which is yourself, that it's actually proven true that it works. So I'm gonna start doing it and stop being such a pessimist when it comes to these things. And beans, I want to thank you for coming what on the show. Give, what you get? That's right. Uh, thank you for having me on the show. It was a great conversation, great vibes, you know. You already know. When I come to New York, we got to tap in. 100%. First take, like Jay-Z, in and out the booth. That's how I be. That's how I be in the studio, too. In and out. Oh, I, you know? I can hear it. Get the shit. Yeah. I can hear it. One of the nicest in the game. Be on the lookout for Beans. One of the nicest MCs. MCs. I appreciate you, man. It was a great, great combo. Yeah. Let them know Always they can follow it. you on Instagram and Twitter and all that to TikTok before we leave. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. It's all Beans Got Bars. Beans with a Z, bars with a Z. Mm-hmm. Beans, thanks again. Enjoy enjoy the rest of your night and happy Thanksgiving, too. Hell yeah. Same to you. Eat good, man. You know, yeah. eat good. <laughs> you too. Enjoy the rest of your night, Beans. I appreciate it. Bye-bye. Peace.